Hey, some people wanted an audio version of Fed Up so you could listen to it while knitting, doing your skincare routine, or tuning out your neighbors who decide to move their furniture every day for some reason. Anyway, here it is. An audio version will be made available every week going forward, but I'm going back to record the first few with some updates. Okay, I hope you all enjoy. Welcome to Fed Up, your weekly newsletter on finance and economics for people who usually hate finance and economics. Today, we're revisiting two stories. Black Friday and the supply chain, because both at their core are stories of Americans' overconsumption issues. Starting with why Black Friday is bad. Black Friday demoralizes and endangers mostly low-wage workers, fuels overconsumption that is destroying the planet, and after all that, might not even be good for business. This was originally written on November 22nd. Black Friday is in four days, but it actually started a month ago. One day of deals has become months of discounts, and most news coverage of Black Friday consists of a daily barrage of deals. Over three quarters of retailers participate in Black Friday, but that makes less and less sense in the modern retail landscape every year. First, an important caveat. There are obviously people who plan and wait to take advantage of sales to get what they need or to be able to afford presents. This newsletter is not about individuals trying to save money. It's about the systems that create harmful work environments and fuel unsustainable levels of consumption. The goal of this newsletter is to put a new perspective on Black Friday. But if you bought something on sale, don't blame yourself. Blame the massive systems working to take advantage of workers and make you buy things you don't need. Where does Black Friday come from anyway? Most think Black Friday refers to when retailers are finally in the black. Black Friday weekend and Cyber Monday are some of the busiest shopping days of the year. But the term Black Friday has less rosy beginnings. Black Friday originally referred to a gold crash in 1869, but it started being used as the name for the day after Thanksgiving in the 1950s. The Philadelphia police started saying Black Friday to describe how much they dreaded working that day because of the massive crowding and traffic downtown as holiday shopping began. Starting in 1961, retailers created campaigns to try to make Black Friday have a happier connotation, associated with the biggest sales of the year. But modern Black Friday didn't become an event of excess until the early 2000s, when stores started doing things like opening at 5 a.m. Cyber Monday was invented in 2005 to extend the deals and make sure the shift to e-commerce didn't miss out on the madness. Black Friday is bad for workers. I don't usually describe images from the newsletter, but this still from the TV show Superstore summed up so many years I spent working retail. It's retail employees at a fictional big box store, and one of them is succinctly summing up corporate's attitudes towards them as, they love money and they don't care if we die. Black Friday manufactures chaos, the brunt of which is borne by retail and warehouse workers. 12 people have died in stores on Black Friday, and between Black Friday and Christmas, warehouse worker injuries spike. Beyond physical injuries, Black Friday usually means longer hours and busier shifts. It was only this year that Target committed to closing its stores on Thanksgiving Day. While it's easy to see the chaos in store, the hidden stress and injuries of online shopping on warehouse workers are just as bad. This year, Amazon employees in 20 countries are planning to strike on Black Friday for better working conditions in a campaign called Make Amazon Pay. Black Friday and Cyber Monday are Amazon's biggest sales of the year, which means warehouse workers face higher quotas, longer shifts, and a higher risk of injury. Black Friday is bad for the environment. In a world where so many large brands are touting their sustainability pledges, why are most still creating sales that they know harm the planet? 80% of Black Friday purchases are thrown away after just a few uses, and many go to landfill after not being used at all. The U.S. population is only 60% larger than it was in 1970, yet consumer spending is up 400%. Not only does Black Friday purposefully trick you into buying things you don't need, its recent shift more online is worse for the environment because of the higher emissions from delivering packages than shopping in store. Black Friday is not a good deal for most businesses or consumers. For all the harm to people and the planet, 
Black Friday isn't actually that good of a deal for shoppers in the end. 98% of the discounts advertised on Black Friday were available for the same price or cheaper in the months around the official weekend. As the market has become super saturated with deals, consumers are numb, meaning brands must have bigger sales for longer in order to attract customers. Some even argue Black Friday sales actually hurt a company's bottom line in the long run. Boycott Black Friday. The backlash against Black Friday has been growing for over a decade. Who can forget the iconic 2011 Patagonia Don't Buy This Jacket ad in the New York Times? REI has closed their online and in-store shopping on Black Friday every year since 2014. But independent and sustainable brands have been especially vocal in boycotting Black Friday and opting out of the unethical cycle of sales. This year, the subreddit Antiwork, the subreddit so powerful Goldman Sachs is scared of it, has been asking people not to shop on Black Friday and to show solidarity with service workers. This leads to another question of American consumers. Is the supply chain broken or are we broken? You've heard we're in a supply chain crisis, but are we actually in a consumption crisis? This was originally written on December 6th. In response to supply chain snarls for Black Friday, larger brands hoarded merchandise because they could afford the higher shipping rates. This has left many smaller companies still short on product, which will only further enrich massive corporations like Walmart and harm smaller brands. But why is the supply chain broken? We've been dealing with a broken global supply chain that has been backlogged for close to two years and probably won't be fully fixed until well into 2022, if ever. But what is a supply chain? How did we get here? And is the real problem America's broken consumer culture? A product supply chain is everything from around the world that goes into getting a product to you. This includes sourcing materials, producing the parts, incorporating parts, assembling them into finished products, and finally shipping them to warehouses and or stores. Supply chains over the past few decades have become both increasingly complex, as every step was squeezed to be as low cost as possible, and increasingly globalized, as we got used to getting anything from anywhere at any time without regard for the climate or labor implications. The key to understanding the pandemic's effects on supply chains is actually looking at how fragile they were before 2020. We are decades behind other countries in investing in our infrastructure, including ports and railways. Americans have also neglected updating the technology needed to make planning and allocating goods run efficiently. Especially in the last two decades, companies making record profits have used the money for stock buybacks to increase their valuations and not invested in production capabilities. American companies also took just-in-time production, holding as small an inventory as possible, to an extreme, leaving them with barely any inventory on hand in 2020. Finally, hard working conditions and stagnant wages for shipping workers, dock workers, and truck drivers had made the jobs less appealing, even before COVID. Some of the first signs of disruption from COVID happened in February 2020, when China locked down and car factories were suddenly unable to get the parts they needed. Factories around the world then started to close, and in the midst of a sudden recession, shipping companies cut their schedules. As things slowly reopened in spring 2020, China was mostly shipping out PPE, which left shipping containers all over the world sitting empty and not able to transport other goods. Many assumed lower demand would continue throughout the pandemic, but what actually happened was nonstop shopping. With factories slowly reopening, shipping containers scattered, workers laid off, and shipping schedules reduced, you can't just restart an entire supply chain when people start shopping at record levels. Docks became backed up, shipping containers started to cost over $20,000, up from an average of $5,000, and factories still short on workers faced a backlog of orders, and that's if they could even get the materials they needed, which were mostly still stuck in the same delays. All of this combined is what's referred to as the supply chain crisis, basically a breakdown of every step in the process of manufacturing, shipping, and selling. As we said above, a lot of these issues were exacerbated by Americans' nonstop shopping during the pandemic. Consumer spending is still 9% above pre-pandemic levels. 
Add to this our unsustainable consumer culture, where shoppers expect to get exactly what they want within a week to their doorstep for free without any thought of the environmental or labor costs. We need investments in our infrastructure, labor reforms to make factory and shipping jobs better, and more insights into the full sourcing behind products. But what we really need is for everyone to stop buying so much crap. COVID supply chain issues were in many ways just a preview of the future. Climate change is creating worse and worse natural disasters that will disrupt sourcing, production, and shipping even more than COVID did. The question isn't how do we fix the supply chain today? It's how can we stop consuming in a way that will destroy the supply chains of the future? Okay, here are some updates. Black Friday 2021 came in 20% above forecast despite labor and supply chain issues. Online shopping also represented 7% more of purchases than last year. So clearly boycotting Black Friday didn't work. But for some good news, we discussed the danger of Amazon warehouses and the planned Black Friday strikes. This past week, Amazon reached a settlement in the U.S. with the National Labor Relations Board that will make it easier for its employees to organize, and warehouses across the country are already organizing union votes.